With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you've ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. Since 2009, our radio program hosted guest experts from around the globe sharing their perspectives, experiences, and expertise while giving you food for thought. If you can't listen live, then download and listen to any of our 300-plus podcasts in our library at TexasConflictCoach.com. So sit back, relax, or join the conversation every Tuesday evening, or tweet us at TXConflictCoach. We all have the right to feel and be safe physically, psychologically, and digitally. National Safer Internet Day recognizes the various ways in which conflict, harassment, and bullying can easily take place in our digital worlds. This episode is focused on learning how to diminish digital conflict and cyberbullying. I have with me Dan Raisbeck, co-founder of the CyberSmile Foundation, a nonprofit organization that provides support and education for people who are affected by online abuse and cyberbullying. Dan and I will talk about the work that CyberSmile does and how people can lower the risk of becoming a victim of online bullies and learn more about keeping yourself and those around you safe online. Dan Raisbeck has worked extensively since 2010 in establishing CyberSmile as an effective educational resource in the fight against online hate and cyberbullying as well as an intervention source. Dan formed CyberSmile following a cyberbullying incident with his young son and set up the charity as a global resource for parents, adults, teachers, and most of all, for the young people experiencing the problem. Dan is currently developing global awareness campaigns for cyberbullying education and online positivity incentives. So Dan, welcome to the program. So excited to have you uh, this week. Thank you. Yes, a pleasure to be here. So, Dan, um, you know, we all have meaningful stories that lead us on a specific path. And after, you know, researching your website and the various things that your nonprofit does, what is the story you want to share on your journey to educating people about cyberbullying? Well, I think um, the best story that, that I can really think of is, is how CyberSmile came to be. And um, this was um, uh, back in 2010, uh, myself and the co-founder, Scott Freeman, both our children uh, were targeted by online bullies. And um, we, we tried um, desperately, really, to try and get help. 
um, to gather information for resources. Um, what could we do? Um, who was out there? And at that time, there was very, very little. And um, this this concerned us greatly because the the effect that we saw that it had on our children was um, you know, quite devastating. And um, there were sort of incidents of self harm and and those sorts of things happening. And and it was it was really traumatic for for both of our families. And Scott and myself decided that um, we we wanted to start something um, a resource for for everyone really, not not just for for youngsters, but also for parents like ourselves who were concerned that just couldn't find um, information on how to deal with situations and what um, technical advice was available to parents and so forth. So CyberSmile was really born out of sort of our, our necessity to, to help ourselves and to help others. And um, it grew from uh, a few pages online to where we are now with um, a, a website that's c- completely international um, and has over two and a, I think about two and a half thousand pages now of information and guidance and resources for um, for people who who, who um, have have problems online. Um, so it's really been sort of a, um, a a labor of love for us really, and to to be where we are now. And, and engaging in the way that we do with millions of people every year, it's um, it, it's absolutely fantastic. You know, I can't imagine how it must have felt at that time to be so alone in this process of what is, you know, the cyberbullying. I'm not even sure if it was called that at that point, but just being with your family, being impacted, your your children and your families being impacted, and like and like you said, just like being, you know, am I by myself? in this and how this is impacting our family where do we go i can't imagine the loneliness of knowing and how do i get the help and here you are six years later uh almost seven years later and how you're helping other people and i i appreciate you sharing your story uh with all of us there uh here and around the world um so Talk a little bit about before we go into some definitions. Why Cyber Smile? What, what tell us a little bit about the name Cyber Smile? Well, um, yeah, interesting. Good question. Um, when we were looking at how um, various sort of nonprofits and charities um, took on the sort of the mantle for these sort of social issues. We found that there was a theme of, if you like, them and us, uh, a theme of fear. Um, so, uh, you know, we, when we see uh, there, there was an inter, there was an organisation in the UK at the time called Beat Bullying, and um, they, they, although they didn't at that time deal with online issues, they were dealing with sort of real time bullying in schools and so forth. We, we just we couldn't get over the, the negative connotations of that. You know, beat bullying. What with, you know, an iron bar, stick. You know, uh, young children who bully are often caught in a cycle of abuse themselves, and are ju- in many, uh, in many ways, are just as much victims of bullying in their. Uh, that's sort of this learned behaviour, and we were just uncomfortable with with that. They had a negative connotation about it, so we decided from day one. You know, if we really wanted to engage with people. Um, not just the people who were, were suffering from um, abuse online, but also the people that had fallen into bullying habits. We we didn't want to isolate those people. We, we knew from the very beginning this this wasn't 
them and us. Mm. You know, it was just us, just mm. us. And we, we didn't want to alienate um, a- anyone from, from the conversation that we wanted to have about um, this this online issue, online abuse and so forth. So CyberSmart was really um, a, a name that we felt um, helped to draw people to us rather than push them away. I love the way that you reframed, uh, you know, something that is typically seen as a negative connotation to something much more positive, and and also looking at all perspectives, right? It's the I love that it's not them, it's it's all of us. We're all engaged in that. We're all impacted, whether we're the receiving end of it, or we're the ones who are demonstrating those behaviors. And those and those individuals, whether youth or adults, are needing the same kind of help, and they don't even know it, or they don't know where to go. So. Thank you. I appreciate you taking that little side trip with me because I was like, you know, that's a very interesting name. And, you know, and how did that come about? So I appreciate the power behind um, how y'all decided to name that Cyber Smile. So let's then talk about clarifying for our listening audience because we have listeners from all over the world and we want to make sure we're, are we using a common language? So what ex- how do you describe cyber bullying? And, and also saw on your website digital abuse. I'm not sure that I had even heard of that. So could you say a little bit more? Well, we, we hear um, a lot of different um, tags being attached to um, what uh, I, I suppose digital abuse is a more um, a, a broader um, definition of, of uh, this problem. Um, cyberbullying, um, trolling, um, swatting, uh, doxing. There, there's lots of buzzwords about what what you know about how this problem can ma- manifest itself. I suppose, um, but really, it's about weaponizing something isn't it i mean the internet is a wonderful wonderful tool and um if someone chooses to use something to harm someone then they have chosen to sort of weaponize that mm. and I, I think that's the way i like to describe it you know cyberbullying. i think people think more of kids having arguments and um so forth online and bullying bullying each other online um, trolling, you seem to imagine, I mean, uh, that, that's, uh, a, 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 quite a, a fantastic name. It comes from fairy tale books, you know, and interestingly enough, the, all the monsters in fairy tales are, you know, the big bad wolf, the, the troll under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, when you read these old fairy tales, you know, the, the, these monsters, they're, they're not real and they were meant to teach children about us, about, <laughs> again, you know the, the the monsters that you will meet in your own life in, in the guises of um, you know people who want to do you harm. So we, we found it, we, and we still do find it a little bit a little, little bit tiring to hear the different sort of buzzwords that are um, sense that, that are used to sensationalise uh, this issue within the media. But I suppose we've got to give it give it a name if if you like. And I think um, you know cyberbullying is probably. Um, probably does encompass quite a lot of it, but in, in its es- in, in in its essence, you know, it, all the different names, it really is taking something and using it as a weapon. So, um, on, a, on a, in a broader sense, you know, I, I tend to talk about weaponization of the internet rather than um, sort of uh, sticking to the tags and, and sort of buzzwords. But um, there's quite a few. 
Okay. Well, thank you for that because, you know, again, and folks, you know, when you go to cybersmile.org, um, we'll get into all the contact information. There's a help center, and on this help center, it actually defines some of these things because when I was looking, I'm like, whoa, doxing? What's doxing? And then swatting? What's swatting? I'm like, yeah. I never even heard all these terms. I'm like, I've heard a lot of a lot over the time that we've done these uh, shows, but it's constantly evolving. But I love the way because it's, I can visualize already when you're weaponizing, you know, using something to harm others, whether verbally, psychologically, physically, all of those things there, uh, I like that broader uh, term. Um, so in, in terms of you started this, your journey was because of the, uh, the unfortunate circumstances of your children having experienced uh, this type of abuse online and where do you go and, and, and the impact not only to your children and the results, the consequences of that. Is it just children uh, that and youth that are impacted by this? Uh, can you tell us a little bit of who is impacted by this type of online conflict and harassment, this weaponizing, if you will? Well, um, everyone. I mean, we, we deal with people of all ages, um, right up to people in their 60s and 70s, um, you know, the, the silver surfers. Um, they, they encounter problems as well, and we, we've had... Um, uh, case, cases come in from um, all over the world with people of uh, all different ages. Um, I'd say that I think young people tend to um, use the internet a lot more socially and um, it, in a way they're trailblazing, you know, where the internet's going and where it needs to go. You know, our, our kids are at the, at the front line of all this. Um, you know, we didn't have this when we were young. We, we didn't grow up with the internet, and it's become absolutely integral in their social and academic development. So um, we, we do see, um, a, a, we do get a lot of contact from from young people who are having problems, but the severity of the problems are no, are no different for, for a, a young person than they are for a middle-aged person or, or an elderly person. Um, we have a lot of people who um, are targeted in in, um, in their professional life, um, and then we, we we sort of move on to the aspect of um, protecting your online reputation. You know, if you're um, a freelance journalist and, and you write something and someone doesn't like it and they start an online campaign against you, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Um, so, you know, the, the issues, the, the depth of severity is pretty equal, really. Um, across the board of age, um, but the, the the major headlines and the, the major news tends to focus on on younger people because obviously they're um, the most vulnerable. Really. Well, and we now in your example, uh, Dan, you were talking about how your children, uh, the some of the consequences and impact. Of course, there's the uh, you know the emotional. Uh, impact, whether uh, I think you also said uh, self-harm. Uh, we've seen a couple of examples on your website, uh, even one as recent as, a, a, I believe, a, a Texas uh, a child. Uh, but, but I think what the media sensationalizes is the ones who commit suicide, the youth that commit suicide because, as a result of feeling uh, cyberbullying. Is it always to that extreme? I imagine that there are various levels of impacts and consequences that don't always lead to Suicide. What can you let uh, parents and young people know, and even adults? What are those other consequences that that might be a result of this? 
Well, we, we see um, a lot of cases come in um, and, and we like to, to see ourselves as sort of almost like um, uh, an, an intervention um, organisation as well. You know, we, we, we like to be able to catch things early so we can sort of de-escalate this emotional roller coaster where um, uh, people can become become that um, they'll have something written about them online and they'll feel immediately um, sort of violated, um, vulnerable, alone, embarrassed, uh, guilty as well. Um, you know, did I bring this on myself? Is, is that really me? And and you, you, we see it manifest itself in lots of different ways. And for parents, you know, if um, if your kid's being bullied, you know, you will notice a change in their behaviour. Um, academic um, achievement may start to um, drop slightly as they become um, less interested and less confident at school. Um, their social life may change. They become more socially isolated. They might not be hanging around with the same sorts of people. Um, they may be becoming less um, open to talk to their parents about things. Um, they're different signs. And I mean, these could mean many things, but as the many things that children do now are online, there's a good chance that it could have something to do with, um, um, uh, something going on, um, on the internet. Um, but, um, put them all together and it can, it can come, become quite overwhelming, um, for an individual if they, if they don't have um, a, an ear to talk to, a confidant, or somewhere where they can go and get advice and empower themselves to take steps to protect themselves and um, start to sort of control their own environment online. And it's something that we um, do do uh, tell people quite a lot, especially young people. Is um, uh, they'd say, you know, how can we stop this? How can we stop this? How can how can I stop that person from saying this? Ah. And you can't, you, you, you know, you have to control what you can control, not what you can't control. And um, we try and help people to sort of um, protect their online spaces and, and, and take the um, uh, take the technical um, sort of options for blocking and deleting and reporting people and not being afraid to do that. You know, we have to tell people you're in control of what you are um, going to be exposed to online and, and your own online spaces your social media and so forth you have to protect those you know that that is your, that is what you can look after that is what you can control um and it's really sort of empowering people to um you know take control of their own on, online spaces and to gain confidence in drawing lines at what they will accept and what they will not accept and that that's your world you know that's your um your online space that's your world you you shape that how you want it you don't have to put up with um people sending you negative messages you don't have to be friends with everybody mm. you can choose who you want to be friends with you know don't be afraid to have a clean sweep on your social media and say well actually no you, you're not bringing anything anything to the table for me so um i won't have you in my online space and to to own it take ownership of it mm. 
I love the, again, the reframing of away from the fear, to not let fear be the yeah. motivator, but to let empowerment, to let setting boundaries, to let making choices, you choices, all the choices you can make uh, yeah. to control that environment. And I love that message that you are giving to the listeners. Uh, we are at the halfway point, and you are listening to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. And listeners, we invite you to follow us on Blog Talk Radio. I am speaking with Dan Raisbeck with Cyber Smile Foundation, who is uh, actually, you're in the UK, but you have a presence in the US as well. Is that right? We do indeed, yes. I mean, from day one, we um, picked up some um, good uptake from you guys over there in the States, and <laughs> it's just grown and grown and grown. And um, last year we became, or actually, yeah, yeah, last year we became uh, a bona fide um, 501c3. So we are a non-profit organization and our own entity in our own right in the States. And moving through 2017, we want to be doing more work, um, certainly in, um, in the States. So you've been hearing a, a lot more of us. Um, and it was really a natural progression um, for a number of years now. We've had a huge following in the States. Um, not only from, um, you know, the public, but also from, uh, corporate organizations who, who sort of recognize how we, how we are approaching this issue and, and, and find us, um, good, a good alignment. Um, so we've, we've been doing work with, uh, the Intel Corporation, for example, and, um, some of the gaming developers, Riot Games and, um, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. You, you guys get what we do. Um, you know, in, in England we have, um, I think we have maybe a little way to go to reach where you guys are with um, your level of um, emotional intelligence, um, which is is something that, um, you know, emotions, the old stiff upper lip thing with the British mm-hmm. is still, it's still very much alive, you know, still very much alive. Uh, and you know emotions you can't show emotions you know just uh, suck it up and, and get on with life you know life's hard etc but really no no you you have to you have to take a step back and uh, and really have a look at how what emotions are how how, how people manage them effectively um and then this is where we get um a chance to sort of de-escalate the this this emotional roller coaster that people can go through um, it's just making them aware of their own emotional process mm. and, um, you know, ha- how to sort of ha- handle that and bring yourself back to a, a sort of an even kill so that you can concentrate on actually controlling what you can control and making yourself safe and so forth. Um, it's a, a huge part of, of, of the work we do. And you guys in the States, you really get it. And so our growth, uh, our growth in America is, is, is going to be, um, um, and a really exciting prospects over the, over the next few years. Well, I'm excited for you, and you know, we at the Texas Conflict Coach will be a big fan, you know, in supporting your work over the next uh, few years. We just got introduced to you earlier, uh, well, late last fall, and uh, so I think we're already following each other on Twitter and and trying to support that. Um, now, clarify for our listeners, uh, and I'm so glad that you're you have such a big presence in in both the UK and the United States. Earlier, you referenced yourself as being an intervention organization and also a resource organization. You want to clarify any aspect of that? So if listeners say, oh, I, I don't want just a resource, I actually need help. Can you just clarify exactly what your organization does and why would someone reach out to you from a resource or from an intervention standpoint? Okay. 
Um, well, initially, um, we, we started as an, an educational charity, and this was be, uh, which allowed us to um, offer advice and guidance in a sort of static form online. And um, the intervention, I suppose, comes through our ad- advisors. Um, we have um, uh, a number of advisors all over the world who um, are trained um, to, to help people deal with online issues. And they all use our website, our, our website as the main point of reference. So um, people can contact us for real time help. And most of this is done online. Um, most people, especially youngsters, really feel comfortable um, chatting on chatting online and interacting online. So in that space, we offer um, uh, ad- uh, advice uh, on a sort of one to one basis with advisors that, that, that we train. Um, and we have a forum as well, um, which is um, visited by um, thousands of people um, who either join in with the forum and ask questions and they can receive answers from other forum members and our advisors are on the forum as well or just to visit and have a look because um, more often than not our forum will pop up with relevant questions that are sort of current if you like so people um, will often go there and have a look and see what people are chatting about see what advice is given out and so forth but we have um, channels. We have a, a, a dedicated um, help at um, channel Ask Cybersmile at Ask Cybersmile. Sorry, which is um, our, our help channel on Twitter, and that runs sort of 24/7. So we're pretty much around the clock able to help people, um, and that can be by them entering into the Cybersmile space and seeing what help they can get, and they take it themselves or they can reach out to us through our channels, through um, our email channels or our social media channels and say, well, look, I really need some help and advice here. And we'll have an advisor work with them to help them through their problems. Okay. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's fabulous that you are providing uh, those advisors and that educational, not to mention the rich depth of resources uh, that you have on the website for folks. Were you going to add something else, Dan? Um, well, as far as the resources go, that that's something that um, you know we, we plan to um, expand even further um, this year, especially um, as as new aspects of the problem become become apparent. Um, we'll be adding more and more sections to our advice and guidance in our help centre to help people with um, some of the some of the sort of more um, specific issues that are presenting themselves. Very good. So, folks, you know, listeners, you know, you've heard about, you know, how digital abuse, cyberbullying is really a weaponizing, right? It's, it's using technology to, to harm others. We've heard about the impact and the signs and signals that might be going on, especially with youth, in terms of especially being isolated, alone, not sure, knowing where to go. And this reframing of not using fear to react, but how do we empower, take control, make choices? Uh, 
in, in terms of controlling our environment and protecting ourselves, whether it's our own online reputation. Uh, and, and certainly Dan will give us some uh, a call to action, a call to arms a little bit later. Um, what I wanted to do is if we could just talk for a few minutes about a couple of strategies um, and or resources, immediate strategies or resources in addition to what you shared. And two of them that was appealing to me when I was doing the research was your the, the concept of netiquette. And that's N-E-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, folks. So instead of etiquette, we're talking netiquette. And you also had an interesting tech tip as well that was very easy. So what, what would you like to share around netiquette, for example? Well, netiquette is really... Um, learning how to navigate the online spaces where you are. Um, and this can be different uh, for, for, for example, social media. Um, so if you're chatting to someone on um, WhatsApp or Snapchat or, um, or on Facebook or so forth, you know, you can be fairly open and, and chat away as if you're having a conversation. Um, if you are a gamer, the, the language is slightly different it's um they use a lot of uh, truncated language so they're these uh um expressions that for to, to some people are 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 completely a foreign language so it, it's learning learning the language in the space where you choose to be is really quite important and also just simple stuff like um uh grammar commas yeah you can one comma in the wrong place on a sentence and you're saying something completely different um mm. use of use of capital letters you know it, it, it's um when if your caps locks uh, caps lock is on and you're you're um sending m messages out in capital letters it's the equivalent of screaming in someone's face to some people so mm -hmm. it's just these little tips um and we run we have a rundown of uh, a, a few of the basic ones on our site to just sort of um, open the conversation with people so they, they realize that, okay, um, I might have to learn a little bit about the um, environment I'm now in. Um, on forums as well, on blogs, there's, um, there's a, a certain degree of netiquette. Um, you know, how, how, how clear are you being? Are you tagging in previous quotes so people know what part of the conversation you're, you're actually referring to? Simple stuff, really. But if you don't know, it's easy to, to make mistakes and be misinterpreted, misinterpreted, which is which, which can lead to problems. You know, it's funny because I was in uh, in Phoenix last week doing a training for a whole week. You know, of course, it's always conflict, right? And we were actually training trainers, and we were talking about, you know, when body language is missing, and you're having online communication in, in the workplace, and how, you know, uh, people might text or email in, in big letters and capitals, and, oh, are you screaming at me? Just what you just said. But what yeah. came up in the conversation is how the use of emoticons are creeping into not just the social media spaces, but a lot of millennials are now using technology like Slack in the workplace, or uh, or maybe they are using, uh, you know, Twitter now has Teams, you know, for Twitter, but people are bringing in these emoticons, and uh, one of the trainers said, she goes, you know, that's really interesting, she goes, in my emails, you know, I'm always afraid that someone's going to misinterpret my request or my complaint in a negative way, so now 
now I'm using all these emoticons, but if I don't use this emoticon the right way, then I add another emoticon, and now I have like 10 emoticons because it makes sure to convey I'm not really upset or mad at them. And it was it was an interesting conversation about yeah. how emoticons has really changed a lot of how we communicate as well. Yes, yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, emojis, you can have an emoji meltdown and end up <laughs> in all like sorts that. of trouble. But um, yeah. <laughs> They they are they are very very useful and it is you know if you're if you're saying something and you're sort of being sarcastic but you don't add lol or a little emoji then it can be misinterpreted so yes yes it's um it's very very true you know uh, we we forget that you know I think it's ninety four or ninety five even maybe even more percent of um, communication is non-verbal. So what are we left with? With just the written word, you know, and that, and that's something that we, we try and get over to people, you know, the, the, the whole thing about netiquette and, um, just thinking, thinking about what you're, what you're actually, um, sending out there is so, so very important. Well, and listeners, I do encourage you to go, you know, to cybersmile.org, and you'll go there, you'll see a help, and that's where you're going to see the netiquette, and there's a whole bunch of resources there. Is there, is there anything right now, before we start to go into our closing, is there anything you want to highlight uh, just off the top of your mind that would be an immediate strategy or resource you definitely want listeners to know about? Um, I think um, it would probably be... Uh, the, the most accessible would really be the, the simple technical um, part of um, your, your setup online. Um, you know, keeping yourself safe from day one, I think, is really key to sort of um, setting out on the right foot and staying safe. And, and that's something that I think um, ev- everyone should, should really be doing. Okay. Well, then that, that's a nice segue into an action step, and, and we are uh, beginning to, to close the show. And so our listeners are very well-versed in our, you know, hey, I'm a conflict coach, so I always give field-to-work assignment. Uh, so what is your, as you would say in the U.K., call to arms for our listeners this week? I'd say set yourself a goal and go through your social media, um, go through your own online spaces, and really check Check your security, check your um, privacy settings, um, because a lot of, especially with youngsters coming uh, coming on board into the digital world, it's you know that it's now isn't quick enough. You know that they've got to have the accounts open now, and you'll find with with many of the social media platforms that the security and privacy isn't at the forefront of um, the sort of joining up process, although it's it's there, but a lot of young people will just scoot through that. A lot of old people will scoot through it as well and leave themselves open and vulnerable. Um, and that's something that, that, that really needs, we really need to um, try and help people understand. Um, set out from a, a, a solid foundation and make sure that all your online spaces are secure and you are letting the public um, know what you want them to know. Right. So just so that we're really clear, a lot of, especially for older adults who aren't used to it, and even for youth who, like you said, now is not fast enough, 
is to make sure that your settings are not open to all the public because that's usually what the defaults are for these uh, platforms to change it to where there's more privacy and more security. And that's ultimately what you're saying for them to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Choose um, choose who you want to be um, privy to um, some of your personal information very, very, very carefully. Um, and that's that's a that, that's a big um, that's a big aspect of, of keeping yourself safe online. OK, great. Now, what's the best way, whether there people are in the UK, Australia, Canada, America, what's the best way for folks to just really reach out to you? Just click on cybersmile.org and you'll find us. Um, uh, just uh, even um, a Google search for cyberbullying, you'll find us right at the top of Google on that. Um, our um, our website has it's been there now for uh, seven years, over seven years. Um, the content is prolific, um, and it's just given this uh, given us a, a, a really huge footprint in this area. So we're not hard to find at all. Um, our social media is very much alive and kicking. And um, yeah, if you just type in CyberSmile, you'll find us. Okay, great. What is it that you want listeners to know about any upcoming events, uh, additional resources that they might not be familiar with, something that you're proud of? Well, we, we have um, a yearly day of um, positivity, which we call Stop Cyberbullying Day. And this is the, I think it's the third Friday in June every year. And this is where we really just showcase what we're all about. And we pull in all our ambassadors and our, our partners that we work with and we amplify our message of positivity. Um, use the Internet for good. It's there for everyone for good. And it draws people, the messages that we draw them to CyberSmile and they come and they join in on our social media or they come to our site. And it's a way of making people aware of who we are, what we do and what they can do to help themselves and help other people. Um, it's a huge, huge day, and I think last year we reached over 300 million people. It was mm. phenomenal, and um, that's that's our sort of yearly day where we just really do reach out to everyone and just say, hey, this is what we do, and um, here we are. Wonderful. Well, we'll have that on your program page as well. Uh, so listeners, if you forget the date, we'll be there uh, and you can click through. And we'll certainly be supporting uh, y'all throughout the year uh, through our social media as well. Um, Dan, I want to thank you on behalf of your organization and, and Scott as well, who's your, your co-founder, to really educating our listening audience about the amount of uh, and fabulous work that you're doing uh, to educate, to help people intervene, to make people feel that they're not alone and that we're engaging all of us together. I love that reframing that you're doing with how you came up with CyberSmile. Um, Dan, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? I think um, keeping it fairly short, I'd like to say really, really think before you click. And, of course, keep on cyber smiling. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you've enjoyed the program. You can find over 300 podcasts archived to listen at your own convenience at texasconflictcoach.com. 
or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. To learn about upcoming radio programs and resources, sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.